Knives Down. Get ready for a plate full of all-American hot dogs and join us as we take a bite out of the Little Apple. I am your host, Katie Weavy. And I am Becky Goff, and this is Little Apple Bites Podcast. Uh, It's Veterans Day, Becky. It is, Katie, and we have Pete Frasco in with us today. He is the owner of Intelligent IT, the dog father, the local desk, and has recently started the Flint Hills Vetrepreneur Foundation. Yes, a new nonprofit in town and uh, also a veteran himself. Uh, We're so excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Pete. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Uh, we're really excited to have you on. We have both known you from previous jobs, and so uh, I was really excited to have you on, especially for Veterans Day coming in and to talk about your nonprofit. But we'll go ahead and start the podcast as we do. Uh, what makes the Little Apple special to you? So for me, this is where I met my wife. Okay. So... Um, you know, join the army, see the world, go to Fort Riley. <laughs> um, and in nineteen ninety one it was a very different place. So so yeah, it's uh I met my wife here over thirty years ago now and this is home. Yeah. So you came to Fort Riley. Tell us a little bit about your experience in the military. You were army. I was. Mm-hmm. So you know, Originally from the suburbs of Chicago, and uh, again, joined the Army, see the world. Yeah. Um, came here as my first duty assignment, met my wife about a year later, and, uh, you know, we've been, t- you know, back and forth to Germany. I was a warrant officer in the Army at the end, the last half of my career um, in the Signal Corps, so doing the stuff I do with intelligent IT. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. We're very glad that you're here. Thank you for your support. So you have mentioned that you met your wife in Manhattan. So is that kind of what drew you back to Manhattan area or? Well, I didn't meet my wife in Manhattan proper. in the area. Yeah, in the area. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when I retired, we were in Colorado Springs at the time and... Her father had uh, had to have surgery, so she was like, and I was working as a te- doing telework anyways already. This is back in 2011, 2012, and she asked if we could move back so she could be near her her family. So, Colorado Springs, goodbye, hello. Originally Chapman, and then we moved mm-hmm. into Manhattan as soon as we found a place we liked. Nice, and you guys have been here for. How long? Seven years now. Okay. Back here seven years, back in Manhattan, seven years, yeah. Nice. Uh, and we touched on it a little bit, but you have a lot of businesses in Manhattan since you've came back. Never what I expected to be doing. Yeah. If you'd asked me this while I, when I was getting ready to retire, you'd have never gotten that answer out of me. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the first one that you started was Intelligent IT here. Correct. What made you shift from your uh, regular job to starting your IT business? Well, there's there's a couple of answers there. Um, it was time. Mm-hmm. 
to move on from the place I was at. I was at, you know, I spent uh, the 20 years in the Army, and then I went right to a Silicon Valley startup. That resulted in an acquisition by BlackBerry when they were doing their, their, their turnaround and to a cybersecurity company. And uh, I was there for five years, but I was doing 100,000, 120,000 miles a year in a plane. And um, as you can tell from my businesses being service cyber veteran-owned small businesses, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a disabled veteran. I could not do 100,000, 120,000 miles a year in a plane anymore. Yeah. It just my, my body would not support that venture anymore. So I went to work at a, a small equity firm for a little while um, and then decided it's probably just best to go out on my own. Why not, right? Yeah. So you started... IIT is what we kind of refer to. Is is kind of the 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 short form of the name. But tell us a little bit about what exactly it is and what you do. So what we do today is a little bit different than when we started. When we started, we were a software company getting in the data integration space. We were beat to the market by a couple of big names. I'm sure you've heard of Zapier or Dell Boomi, things like that. Um, so when you're beat to the punch on something, you uh, pivot to something else, right? Right. And I went back to my bread and butter. All I did the, virtually my whole career in the Army, even when I wasn't a signal person, was the computers for the organizations I was in. Um, and in those days, before computers were on everybody's desk, yeah, you know, it just... Uh, all of that time frame, there was the, they didn't have these words compliance and cybersecurity. They didn't have the term security. It was just like, oh, a computer, I need to work, you know. Um, not to the extent it is today and the where it's going to today. Back then, you had whoever was the geek, you know, wound up doing the geek stuff and then the compliance stuff and the security stuff when it when it became a thing, you know that. There's always been some kind of government regulation on different industries, but this is this is becoming a whole new realm for mm -hmm. small business owners. When, when we talk about payment card industry uh, compliance, that's going to change in March 24. That's going to be huge for every small business. Right. Um, that takes credit cards, whereas you know before there used to be um, the. Everything, if you outsourced all of your credit, your, your credit card transactions to a payment processor and all you did was online stuff, you wouldn't have to do any of the paperwork. That company did it for their organization. Well, they have changed it. The, the, the standards organization has changed it as March 24. No matter how you process cards, you everyone will have a questionnaire mm -hmm. to complete, a self-assessment questionnaire to complete. Gotcha. So, yeah, so that's, uh, I, I forget the original question, but we kind of went off on tangents there. Yeah, yeah we, we were did. talking a little bit about just what you do with intelligent IT and, uh, you know, providing... IT helps, IT services yep. for... Everything from, I need a new computer all the way to cloud servers, software applications, and protecting your organization and your customers. Yeah, that's really important in this day and age, for sure. So, um, And then 
you know, you have intelligent IT, uh, you were working from home and kind of co-working. That's how we met uh, with Becky as we were co-working at the same place. And now you have your own co-working space, the local desk. Yeah, that kind of just grew out of need. Yeah. You know, and desire. You know, we as, as the fellow was getting ready to close down, uh, the local desk wasn't something I just said, hey, let's open up the local desk, uh-huh. you know. Um, I had noticed that the writing was on the wall for the fellow, and I noticed that uh, it was going to happen one way or the other because somebody had come in to look at the building. Another company had come in to look at the building. And I started looking for an office, and some one of the other business owners, Jen, uh, said, hey, you're looking for an office? I want to go with you. So we, I'm like, mm-hmm. Hell, I, I'll, I'll save some money. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll conserve resources. Yeah. Um, and decided that we would go in together on an office and then other people caught wind of it and we're like, hey, we want to go with you too. So we're, Jen and I sat down and talked and we're like, okay, let's open up a co-working yep. space. And now we're the only complete co-working space in town other than 1800. Right. Right. The one that's at K-State. So the local desk is actually on its second location since you started. Uh, This one actually is quite a bit bigger than your original space. It's, I mean, it seems like it is. It's double the size. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The original one was a small one really designed to test out the idea. Right. And then as we were going through that year, ironclad was closing down because yeehaw was coming in right um and naturally their customers that wanted to stay in manhattan not go to their space in wamigo um started coming to us so we were like okay this is not big enough for to cover everything that's going to try to come to us so we went ahead and started looking there was also another thing going on behind the scenes uh organization was looking for space for like nine months for 12 people and there was like we were trying to calculate a way to make that happen but gotcha um you know you're entrepreneurs you you adjust you flex you continue going right yeah and co-working it's such a it's such a fun idea it's the, from what i've seen from you guys it's a hard idea to accomplish but it is so nice when you're working from home to just like be able to come in a couple days out of the week and see people have social interaction and have that kind of community there. Just, I mean, obviously the three of us met there, yeah. right. you know, um, but I've met so many people and gotten to know so many people because of this, because of that. I mean, I lived in Manhattan for two years before I went to the fellow and I think I knew exactly no one Yeah. when I, when I went into the fellow that was in the business space here in Manhattan. I wasn't real. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't think I would ever start my own businesses, but you know, the medical conditions had exacerbated and flying and it needed to be done. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And, you know, not only do you have Intelligent IT, the local desk, uh, you have your 
uh, new business, The Dog Father, which if you haven't had their hot dogs, they are absolutely amazing. Uh, I've had yeah. them multiple times now. Um, Definitely. the like. I never realized how much... I could actually enjoy eating hot dogs. Yeah. Until <laughs> I had hot dogs from the dog father. Yeah, I had never had a Chicago dog before in my Me life. Me either. Now you, now you got to try the beef. Yeah. I say that's our next thing is that's... Katie and I, neither one of us, I don't think have tried. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, this yet. week we have two private events Thursday and Friday and then the yeah. game on Saturday. So we won't be out anywhere in public this week. But next week we'll be back out. We're going to start doing lunches as well. But Awesome. The the story behind the dog father, you know, my oldest son and I sat down and talked about potentially doing something for a business. And for me, this is really just a passion project. You know, yeah. I, like I said, I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago. I grew up eating Vienna beef hot dogs and Italian beef. And it just, it, it, among many other things, obviously, but it was one thing that Every time we go home, it's the very first place we stop. There's a little little hot dog stand called Nana's, and you know they make these fresh fries, and then they wrap them up in the hot dog so they get mm. the ketchup and mustard and stuff on there. Oh my there. goodness! You know, <laughs> so so yeah, that's that's on the list right now. All uh, right, the my son Josh, he is going through the Spark business launch program right now awesome. matter of fact he graduates thursday oh awesome um and we're working on a business plan he's been working on a business plan for going traditional brick and mortar yeah now you know one of the things we'll always have the cart the community loves the cart the nostalgia of the cart seeing the cart you know yeah um it just, I think it adds some character to the community. So we'll always keep the cart, but we are looking at that. But I mean, so yeah, it was a passion project for me. My son and I wanted to get in business together. So Josh yeah. owns, and I co-own the dog father. Yeah. It is funny because it's one of those things that I remember you talking about at the co-working space yes. at the fellow when we worked there. You Definitely. were like, you know what Manhattan needs? It just needs a hot dog stand. And, All the time. You know, when I get the time, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I feel like people were kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, uh, right. I mean, you were in IT and, you know, what then you, you got the local do? desk and, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. And then you actually did it. And I saw it on Facebook. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe he actually did the hot dog stand. You know, I would have never thought anyone would ever refer to me as a business owner. So I come from mm -hmm. pretty um, meager beginnings in life. To say I'm a business owner just sounds so awkward coming out <laughs> of my mouth. You know, it just, that's something I yeah. never thought I would do. Yeah. And, and as soon as the chance arose, it was painful. I'll tell you, getting... The products, the actual name brand products, the Vienna stuff from a distributor here in Kansas because mm -hmm. there's nowhere that sells it in Kansas unless you find it at some grocery store in like little six packs. And as you guys have seen, when you've been out there, six hot dogs isn't going to last very long. No, and I'd say buying them at six at a time is probably not exactly cost effective for your business model either yeah no no ignore <laughs> the price that you pay retail yeah you know? exactly um because it's 
honestly, because we're one of the only <clears throat> ones around here that are even selling them, you know, there is, so there's a chain in town that has them, but that's a national chain. It's different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go through the traditional distributors. They have their own distribution system usually. Right. So, you know, being the only ones around, it's not inexpensive. So what we like to refer to it as is a premium eating experience, not a fine dining experience. This is hot dogs after mm-hmm. all. I mean, if you want to, you want to do fine dining. I, I'm sure I can get some plates and glasses <laughs> and stuff and make it fine no. dining. Oh but, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like just wrapping that hot dog in a piece in that wax paper and just. Yeah, I feel like it's the epitome of you know having the cart and what that is all about is street food on the cart, ready to go as you're walking down points. Yep, absolutely, and and that's one of the things that. You know, I think we have a lot of um, mobile kitchens in Manhattan, but those are really mm-hmm. restricted where they can go. Um, it were even restricted. We're, we're the first one from from talking to the city. We're the first ones to have a peddler's permit in over twelve years, so over a decade. Yeah. Um, since anybody's had a peddler's permit in downtown or anywhere else in Manhattan, so. Um, and there, it's right there in the, everybody keeps asking me, how'd you do it? Well, it's right there in the ordinance. It tells you how you can do it. Yeah. You know, you just got to do the application. You got to do the background checks. You got to pass mm-hmm. the, the department of agriculture inspections, all that, you know, the food inspectors, um, and get out there. But for me, it was about doing more than that. It was about that memory and, yeah. and I think food is one of those things kind of like music that brings memories back you smell something and you think of oh my great grandma used to make that you know when i am standing at the cart and those the, the hot dog smell and the beef gravy smell coming out of there i just it just takes me back to a totally different time in my life so that's amazing yeah that's one thing I've even mentioned to people like about your cart and hey, mm-hmm. that we should like go grab hot dogs. And they're like, well, what do you mean hot dogs? Like who does that? <laughs> and so I've had to be, you know, we've had to educate some people about the cart. And like, honestly, you guys started kind of more with like the farmer's market yeah, Was we were over on Third Leavenworth. We still do it when we're not out on at the games on Saturday. So this past Saturday, we were out there. Right. On, you know, the game for a vendor to go into the stadium obviously is a very it's a day consuming event for oh, a football game. Yeah. You know, it's, there's three hours of football game, two hours before you got to wait for everybody to clear out afterward. You know, but but I'll tell you, uh, athletics and Sedexo have been fantastic to us. So Zach Wright over there is is amazing. That's yeah. awesome. And then the other thing you've started is you've now partnered with a couple of the downtown uh, businesses that serve beverages but don't necessarily have the best in a uh, food supply within their business. And that's been kind of a cool thing to be able to experience that where we can come. I know I've done it a couple times, grabbed a couple of hot dogs, and then go into those businesses to get my tasty beverage. Well, when you, you, you kind of start seeing a trend. So we've been doing this, what, a little over three months now. Right. And, I and you know, being a computer guy, I'm into the analytics side of it. Mm-hmm. And I, seeing repeat, I have one customer, her and her boyfriend, 
from from Katie's generation. Her and her boyfriend, he's originally from Chicago, and they, of the weeks we've been down on 3rd and 11, where we've been publicly available, right. not at a game or something like that, they have only missed like two weeks yeah. since oh, wow. we opened. That's I awesome. mean, so we have that repeat customer base. It's it's the nostalgia of the cart. It's but but like you said, it's convincing someone, hey, let's go get a hot dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to lunch. We're going to get a hot dog. <laughs> you know, what do people think of? The OMs. The they're, Oscar Myers. Yeah, they're you thinking know. of the, and I call them just the hot totally dog. Totally different that isn't appropriate for your podcast. <laughs> Understandable. Let's just say they're spare parts. Well, we've, well we appreciate the sensor. <laughs> right. And then, like, the thing that I've made sure people understand is it's not just a hot dog unless that's what you're looking for. There's yep. just so much more that you guys do with them. It's like the Chicago style. Well, it's the, or it's, the other options that, I mean, you've yeah, got so many. There's so many options. The, the real key here is, you know, yeah, you can go get a hot dog. At several places, and probably for less than you're going to get them from our cart. But what we focus on is the premium experience. Every time you get your hot dog, it looks the same, especially when you yeah. order the Chicago dog. It's got to look a certain way, otherwise I'm griping at my son and <laughs> griping at Josh and, and my wife, uh, Carrie, about, you know, the hey, that don't look right. Bring it back here. You know, and they're like, ah, there's people waiting. That's, they're here for a premium hot dog. Let's give them a premium experience. So for me, that's what it's about people being able to make those memories and, and have something that they think fondly back on. Yeah. Now I do want to, uh, jump to a different topic here. I want to jump to, uh, your next business venture that you're on here uh and kind of a lot of the reason why we brought you on today but uh you have the flint hills Vetrepreneur foundation which is a nonprofit here in town tell us a little bit about that yeah so there's a few of us so give you the history first back mm-hmm. back when we were in the fellow and spark took over the, the executive director there's sarah you know her and i would have regular conversations about we need to make sure we're we're doing things for veterans. There's so many programs that are available. There's 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 so many things that are that are there. But you know, above and beyond those things, I don't know if you, either of you have ever experienced it. But when you get a group of veterans in a room, and in this case, veteran business owners, it takes some walls down. That just that association with each other takes some walls down. I say I wanted to really do this and really enjoy this because it's about those things you miss. So I miss two real big things. I miss all the days off when you're not deployed. When you're deployed, it sucks, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of days off in the military when you're not deployed, when you're in garrison operations. <laughs> so you miss those things like the days off but the other one is the camaraderie and you know when you're in the military you're all in the same boat even when lieutenant's in the back paddling the wrong way 
you're all in the same boat. You're all struggling towards the same goal. When you get those people back together, you know, in a group, just like any other group, but when you get a group of veterans back together, that, that kind of just instantly comes back. We start joking around about Marines and crayons and, you know, all the funny <laughs> jokes about, you know, uh, I was a signal guy, so those, those, those uh, combat arms like to make fun of us combat support people um, about not ever going out and, and doing their hard work. Right. So there's those jokes that go around, you know, so it's, it adds that level. So, and what does that do that brings down the walls? Because I have no problem sharing what I'm doing in my businesses with just about anybody. I mean, I'm pretty open about how I'm doing, where we're at, uh, what we're targeting, those types of things. But to get into a room like that and be able to really take off, you know, that the, the flak vest and, and be willing to take shots from your, your peers, it takes a very close knit group. Um, or in our case, that group that is just comfortable with each other. I feel like it's, you mentioned camaraderie. It's kind of that you have that instant connection with those people. They kind of have an idea right. of where you're coming from when it yep. comes to that background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the real big issue we're solving for, though, is is more than that. One of the things, so we've been going up, uh, Sean Robeson from Honor Screen Printing and Junction. Um, him and I met via that meetup, and, and they're the ones that convinced me, hey, you know, now that we got this going, we got a solid group, we should probably get a get a nonprofit together to start bringing these resources together. So it isn't about right. creating a new resource. It's about giving those veteran business owners or those entrepreneur veteran entrepreneurs in the Flint Hills region and you know it, that's a very loose definition and it's intentionally that way. Mm-hmm. If you know Flint Hills go all the way down to like Parsons, Kansas and southeast corner. Right. We will not turn a veteran away that needs help with something. We, we, we have three pillars, though, that we're going to um, aim towards. The first one is advocacy. That's federal, state, local advocacy with our legislatures, our legislators, and, um, you know, making sure that resources are available for those veterans at those levels, as well as, um, you know, there's always, you know, when you're doing a nonprofit, I guess there's a fundraising piece. I'm being told that I'm going to have to sort that out. Um, (laughs) But the real key is to understand that there's just a mass of resources out there. The average veteran, even when they go through a program like Boots to Business, which is a fantastic program, it's designed, you know, when they when soldiers go through transition assistance, there's like three different directions they can take, business owner, help with employment, and then there's another one, and I don't remember exactly what it is, so I'm, I'm sure the TAP people will let you know <laughs> if they listen to your, to your podcast. Um. The boots to business, though, is 
like one of these um, entrepreneurship boot camps that's normally held seven, ten days, and it's jammed into two days. So it's just like drinking from a fire hose the whole time, you know. Um, so yeah, they might have been, they might have heard of resources, they might have heard about a resources page. We're aiming to help people in other, you know, get to those resources. I participate in a program uh, called Entrepreneurship Bootcamp for Veterans with Disabilities, and that was run by the Institute of Veterans Military Families out of Syracuse University. It's a, it just started there. Now it's a national and international event, you know, or, or organization um, funded by major corporations and, and huge endowments given by uh, the Daniello family. Um, and they, that program was, I had joined the fellow about three days after I finished that program. Um, but it was one of the driving factors behind me going into a co-working space to get that entrepreneurial energy. So what, uh, I know you talked a little bit about the three re, uh, three pillars of your foundation and you guys are trying to give resources to veterans. What, like as a specific example of resources or benefit that you can provide for veteran owners? Yeah, so the, owners? the three pillars are advocacy, community, and training. So ACT. Okay. Advocacy, we already talked about. Community is the meetings of us getting together, the resources that are available in local community and in the veteran community. And then training is we're going to, we actually do trainings. Our first one was March of last year, um, was cybersecurity training of all things. Surprise. Um, <laughs> the goal is to bring all the resources into one place for our Flint Hills veterans veteran entrepreneurs you know there's different funds out there to get access to capital and access to capital is probably the number one thing on an entrepreneur's mind most of the time um and it's out there and some of the things like uh sean talks about sean from from honor screen printing talks about how he did his sba loan and it literally was 93 pages 93 pages of paperwork to get a loan. Wow. So think about that. If you're not business savvy, you've been in the military mm -hmm. for 5, 10, 20 years, and all you've known is the military and, and federal contracting and, and the way that works, and now you're trying to start your own business, 93 pages is daunting. Any of these things are daunting to you. So we want to provide those resources, that community of people to ask questions, people you're comfortable with, as well as um, access to anything else. You know, the veteran suicide rate is not fantastic. Um, and that's putting it mildly. Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, I'm, I'm real big on that. You have to provide access to all those resources, like veteran service organizations, that are out there that will help complete claims paperwork, things like that. Um, you hear these and you hear these stories about people who didn't have the right paperwork or had to do the paperwork for two years or three years at a time. 
you know, um, I, I will tell you, I had a great veteran service organization when I was retiring. I literally, all I did for my paperwork was sign two pieces of paper. The VSO did the rest of the work. We just checked the paperwork. I mean, the originally, original one was a power of attorney to get my medical records. And after that, it was just paperwork. I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the way it was everywhere. Well, mm. it's not that way everywhere. So, um, yeah, there are VSOs just about everywhere. I just I just met a couple out of Wichita at the at the conference last week, um, and I have their cards. And I'm gonna that's gonna be yet another resource we can refer our people to. We also have one locally, and God, I'm horrible. I can't remember the name, but there is a, a local veteran service or officer. Um, so yeah, getting those resources and then training, getting, you know, how many times have you talked to an entrepreneur and there's not something, there's something that they don't know, yeah. you know, whether that's banking or accounting or insurance or what the heck is the difference between banking and accounting, you know? Right. Um, which is, I mean, it's an obvious thing when you think about it, but when you first hear it, you're like, what are you talking about? I have an accountant. I know we're right. not talking about accountants. We're talking about banking and loans and access to capital and all of that. Um, so it's just simplifying some things for our veteran business owners. The other thing is, you know, we had a very um, engaged entrepreneur community in Manhattan prior to COVID. COVID being what it is, got everybody going home and Things have fallen off that, and, and there's some groups that are getting together now and starting to work. How do we get back to at least something similar to what we had before? I think we we touched a lot on your inspiration behind the vet, the vet, veteran front. Yeah, I mean, you know. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> the, the Flint Hills, Hills Veterinary Foundation. Yes. Boy, the yeah. others involved when I first made that name. Somebody had said it. Like the day before I formed yeah. the comp- formed the, the LLC, and it just stuck. When I was, what do I? What am I gonna? Uh, it's a good name. It's it catchy. Is. It's just a mouthful for me sometimes. Yeah, Flint try, Hills Retrofreneur Foundation. We had it. Yeah. We had it spelled wrong on our logo initially. We just fixed that. And I had some <laughs> misspellings. And yeah. So it, it it definitely adds a unique aspect to it, but. You know, one of the advantages we have there is back to that the original discussion is that we have when you're talking about a group of veterans, we all see each other as veterans. That's it. You know, but what do you have? You have a diverse group of men, women, religions, you know, ethnicities, backgrounds, upbringings, rich people, poor people, you name it. You have that in that group. So. It brings a contiguous group together um, that can span across the entire community. Yeah. You know, um, you know, when we're working on some things in the background, we just—and I guess I should have mentioned this early on—we just got our five hundred one c three letter back from the IRS. We are officially a five hundred one c three. So. Yay. So shoot us an email if you'd like to donate some money to your local Flint Hills Vegepreneur Foundation. 
Gotcha. That was smooth. That was like, that <laughs> wasn't it? That was, was good. That, yeah, in. that was great. So you've mentioned a few times while we've been talking how you never thought you would have considered ever seen yourself to become a business owner or entrepreneur. And, and definitely not running multiple businesses, a probably. Or, nonprofit was yeah. the last thing I would ever. So. What do you think has been a key to you being able to be successful at what you're doing? Is there anything that comes to mind that help, that's helping you to continue to be successful? The people around me, my fellow veterans, especially those on the board with me help, you know, it, I can, I can have a temper um, and I have to put it in check. And I don't mean I don't get all yelly and angry. I am very direct when I get upset about something or, or I get passionate about something. Um, and it's good to have someone there checking on you every once in a while, tapping you on your shoulder and going saying, should you really say it that way? Mm. You know? Right. Um, but you got to choose your um, words, your content wisely, just mm -hmm. like in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Always... Think kind, think respectful first, and uh, I think, yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, back then, I wouldn't have never, I would have never thought of that as right. being unkind or disrespectful until that event, right? You know, so so think about what you say sometimes, yeah. And and, it, and I have those veterans around me that help me keep straight, as well as that wonderful tool called ChatGPT. So. Yeah. <laughs> Please rephrase this in a professional voice. Boop. And there you go. It's... Then you got to go take out all the 50 cent words because yeah. it puts too many in. It does. It does. But, uh, you know, we like you've talked, you've done a lot in your life from military service to uh, working for a startup in Silicon Valley, four businesses owned now and everything in between. Uh, what would you say you're most proud of? My family. I have three awesome children. One of them is a business owner with me mm -hmm. in the dog father. Um, my daughter works for an IT firm in their sales team. Uh, she's doing well, has two children. Um, and my youngest is just, you know, last year, I guess it's been over a year now, about 18 months now, finished his master's in English with uh, a focus in Japanese as well. And now he teaches Japanese middle schoolers English over in Japan, has been there for about 18 months. We're going to see him for the first time for Christmas. That is awesome. That's cool. The apples don't fall far from the tree. It seems. I, I, I never would have thought of myself as a business owner, mostly because, like I said, I came from meager beginnings. I always mm -hmm. thought I'd be working in a factory somewhere, you know? Um, and I certainly, even if I started a business, I never thought it would be multiple businesses and then a foundation <laughs> yeah. and volunteering on boards. And, you know, I just think the only way we are going to make our community better and i and i gotta tip my hat to uh to josh hicks from his time at the fellow um he opened my eyes he's from your generation not mine um <laughs> he opened my eyes to a lot of things and in, in entrepreneurship and you know 
the kid's energy was amazing. He was a major loss for the community when he when he moved away. But they just had a baby too. So yeah. for those that don't know. Um, <laughs> awesome. But, you know, I just, it, it dumbfounds me sometimes. I wake up some mornings and go, what am I doing? In a positive and a negative way. You know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur with three businesses and it's Saturday morning and you're getting ready to, to go out to the stadium for the dog father. And then you get a phone call from security operations center from IIT saying, Hey, somebody's got a virus on their computer. You know, fortunately we have an on-call roster and I go out and do that, but I, and then I'm following up on there. So it's, it's, you know, you hear from entrepreneurs all the time. It's a never ending thing. And it, it really is, you know, so you've got to find the time to decompress and, and Sundays are our decompress day. Yeah. It feels like you have kind of the epitome of the American dream that they talk about. You know, when you say the American dream, I think, I think the American dream is what you make it. Mm-hmm. I'm still striving. I don't know if I'll ever be there. I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever arrive you know, right. uh, people say, well, you, you know, you could retire. And I'm like, and do what? Sit at home and play video games all day and weigh <laughs> 600 pounds? I mean, I'm already a big dude, <laughs> you know. It just is um, exciting. It, it keeps you going. Both, po- Like I said, both positive. There's days you wake up and go, what am I doing? Did I lose my mind and i just started another one what am i thinking you know and then you have great people around you support the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial community here is amazing um i'm one of the admins one of the four or five admins for the the manhattan kansas area entrepreneurs group on facebook and it's just i mean there's 800 plus people in that group yeah you the know, community the, here is so so special yeah, absolutely. And across the board, but mm-hmm. in, in this this group of people in the entrepreneur community are really willing to help in in most cases, you know, regardless of what it is. I just think we have a great community here that does a lot for each other. Um, when I started the dog father, Sam King of King's Cotton Candy, you know, her, she sat and talked to Josh and I about, hey, you should try this place and you should try that place. And hey, here's a link to it. Here's this person's email. Just so supportive, just amazing um, the way that people are in this community. I mean, it just, for, especially, you know, as a transplant, you know, I, yeah. I'm originally from Chicago, was in and out for 20 years while I was in the military and then, you know, come back and people, you know, treat me as, a member of the community, you know, so it's, it's really fantastic. Yeah. Well, Pete, we've talked a lot about your businesses and obviously one of them is definitely a online centric business. How are we, how are people able to contact you if they are wanting to get a hold of you, whether it's for your IIT services or the dog father or even the local desk or even your foundation now. I mean, all of those. Do we have Facebook so they, pages? They all websites? have websites. 
IIT is iintegratetech.com. So that's two I's at the beginning. It was a great idea when I first started and then had to have had to spell it a few times for people. I integrate tech. Don't you understand that? It, I integrate tech and I another I almost yeah. always people forget to put the second I. So yeah, it was a great idea at the time. But uh, for intelligent IT, you can find um, our website at make it effortless or make it effortless.com. Um, the dog father is uh the dogfathermhk.com. Okay. Um, we're also on Face. Facebook is the best place for the dogfather or Instagram at the dogfathermhk. Um, it's also got a website, dogfathermhk.com. Um, and then the local desk is the local desk. MHK. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, see. I always forget. It is the local desk on Facebook. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, I, I, it's either local desk or local desk. We gotta look it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, to either donate or become a member or be able to show up at your meetings for Flint Hills Vetrepreneur Foundation, how can people find out more information about that? So the website is flinthillsvetrepreneurs.com. And on the bottom of the, the, it's just a landing page right now, but mm -hmm. I have created a, f a uh, form that automatically populates a database down at the bottom um, for all veteran-owned businesses. And we will be verifying EINs against veteran-owned businesses. Gotcha. Um, doesn't matter if you're service-saver veteran, veteran, you know, doesn't matter if you're a veteran from World War II, you know, uh, a veteran's a veteran. Um, so you can find that on there to donate right now until we get the site completely up. If you'll shoot me an email at info at flinthillsvetrepreneurs.com or give me a ring. And this number is good for all of uh, my businesses. And it's 785-422-9951. Awesome. And I'm going to spell Vetrepreneurs for everybody because I think it's important. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was Flint a little Hills difficult. Hills Vetrepreneurs. Vetrepreneurs is V-E-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. It's a whole lot of E's. Vetrepreneur. <laughs> so uh, make sure to spell that correctly when you search their website or look them up. But uh, thank you so much, Pete, for coming on the show and talking to us today. And thank you for your service. We are just so happy to have you here. Hey, thanks for your support. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, next thing you know, Katie and I are going to have to visit the, the dog father cart. And we will be out there the, often. Try that beef and expand gotta, from just eating the, the hot dogs. Like yes. spicy, the, the hot jardinier is... Let's get into the news. There's not a ton of news this week, but uh, Becky, let's talk about what's going on. Well, Katie, here in just a little bit is the Flint Hills Veterans Coalition Veterans Day Parade. It is Kansas's largest celebration of service, and it starts at 930. And the parade travels 
down Points Avenue from 3rd Street to 14th Street. And something new this year, you and I are announcing the parade. What? Yeah. I so, had no idea. I know, right? <laughs> um, so there will be a live stream on littleapplepost.com of yes. the parade. And I've volunteered you to help me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you're listening to this right when the episode comes out, you'll be able to catch it. If not, I believe the live stream will still be up on the Little Apple Post. You can watch the parade. After it happens, it yes. just won't be live. But right. we'll still be calling the parade and the live stream uh, sponsored by FM Motorsports in Manhattan. Thank you for that. We will be out at Finn's... Uh, on Finn's patio yes. at points, and that's where we're going to live stream from. Yes. I approached them, asked them, hey, can we use your patio to give us a space to set up and be able to make use of their chairs and tables, less things that I have to haul over from the studio for us to be able to live stream. And they graciously agreed to let us go out there. So yeah. it should be a great time. Going to be a little cold, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be bundled up when we get out there. So Yes, but yeah. I think it'll be a really great parade, a really great, great way to celebrate our veterans and uh, just again, thank you to Finns and FNM Motorsports for your support. Definitely. Uh, so we can show more people. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, November 11th, is Fort Riley Day at K-State. They have a football game against Baylor. So really exciting. Hoping for a comeback uh, win Definitely. Uh, after Texas. Yeah, and that kicks off at 2 o'clock, and my favorite day for K-State, like they do different themes, is definitely the Fort Riley Day, Mm -hmm. because Fort Riley typically brings out different um, equipment, like I don't know what all they're going to bring, you know, it changes every year, but they bring out different types of equipment for people to actually look at and have on display, and they can ask the soldiers more information about what each item is and that sort of thing, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be a good game, so Fort Riley Day at K-State. And uh, that's pretty much it for this weekend. It's going to be a quiet, cozy weekend as we head into November, really. Yeah. And say, I was struggling to find things. I mean, I know there's events, like there's certain businesses that have their regularly scheduled weekly events. Mm -hmm. um, But you can find those out on the community calendar on Little Apple Post for those regularly weekly events. Um, But then coming up, Thanksgiving. Yes. I know it's still like oh, you know, almost two weeks away. But. It is two weeks away, <laughs> but it is going to be happening before our next episode airs. Exactly. So um, Thanksgiving, if you have nowhere to go, uh, there's going to be a free community meal from 11 to 2 at uh, the First Presbyterian Church. Yes, that is located at 801 Leavenworth Street. And last we checked, they're still looking for volunteers to help serve the food and, you know, that information can be found um, just by going to the Flint Hills Bread Basket Facebook page. Super easy to find, super easy to sign up if you're wanting to help. And like we said, if you need that that meal and don't have anywhere to go, go check it out. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. And uh, I think that that's all we have. It's actually our shortest <laughs> segment. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on, but this time of year, everything seems to kind of calm down for a half a minute before mm-hmm. we get into all of those holiday events. Yep. So we'll talk but. more about those on the next episode. Yes. And the farmer's market is still going to be open Saturday. Definitely. Check that out before you go to the game. And uh, everyone, stay safe, stay warm. Thank a veteran. Uh, thank you again to Pete for talking to us today. Absolutely. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again at the parade. 
And remember, a locally grown apple a day keeps our community unique in every way. We will see you next time.